0: Getting full live feed on this whole occurrence as we speak, uh, Joe. Welcome.
1: Welcome, welcome. What uh, f- what's going on there? I'm just getting my setup ready. Yeah, all good. Uh, I was, I was laughing. I was. Um, someone
0: goes, "Did you really talk about poop on your last podcast?" I said, "As a matter of fact, yes, we did." And if you haven't heard it, please go back and listen. It is a. Um, it's a, it's a great episode. I actually, you know, I, I think audio was a little off, you know, working on that. I, I actually am in the process of buying an actual podcasting microphone um, and equalizer and everything like that. So that'll be over the next few weeks that I'll be rolling out some of that cool stuff. Um, but uh, yes, we did talk about poop last week. A lot has happened since that episode. Um, Joe in the field, any cicadas to report today?
1: Oh, I, I took about 10,000 out of the pool beforehand. Let me see if I can show you the death piles. Let me see if I can find a couple of these. Let's see, where did I dump them all out? Oh, here's, he's about to eat one. There's a couple there I took out. A couple more, a couple more, Yeah. A did, couple, you see, did you see I, the video
0: of the cicada flying into Joe Biden today?
1: No, I did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not to get, it was just kind of funny. I was, I thought of you. I was like, I was like, we, I haven't seen a single cicada. I was talking to the guys in the Poconos yesterday and then no one has seen them. Um, and then here we go. We got one flying into the president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh, I, I, I was always under the impression that there are thing that happens more in Maryland and, and some parts of Northern VA and Southern PA. That's kind of what I was with well, the, the, the 17 year cicada. Yeah, because um, these only come every seventeen years, and they don't look like a normal locust. They have big red eyes and yellow wings, and they look like aliens. Um, 100%. um, here's here's a couple more dead ones I scooped out of the pool. So not, you know the, this, is, the, this, this is this is audio, she,
0: ladies and gentlemen. So we are we are looking. Oh, did he just eat a cicada?
1: Yeah, she's ate like a thousand today.
0: So we're, we're, watching, we're watching live, I'll, I'll narrate this for you. Joe is walking around the yard and he has two pugs running around him eating cicadas off of the ground as he's trying to show us the cicadas. So these are very well-fed birds, pugs, and all sorts of animals uh, down in Maryland as we
1: speak. Um, always a good time. Well, I'm guessing that's why we had the snake in the pool because we've had this pool for 17 years and we've never had a snake in the pool um and people around here always said they get snakes in the pool we just never had one so i'm guessing it was in here because of all the cicadas and they're just eating cicadas like crazy because the birds are the birds have gotten extremely fat i mean if you could see right now look at the backyard there's swarms of them they're kind of hard to pick up on video let me see if i can find a good swarm they just fly around everywhere can you hear them through my headphones see so you can't see them. No, I,
0: I can't I can't hear them. Although when we spoke, when was that? yesterday? I could hear them clearly uh, in the background. I think by your house, they're a heck of a lot more vocal.
1: They're just a lot. I don't know why there's so much louder there. It's loud here too, but I guess the headphones kind of cancel it out. I, I don't know, but they're loud. It's loud here. So I probably take this off. You can hear it. Hold on. Let's see. Can you hear me? I can hear you can you hear me michael yeah i can hear you can you hear me can you hear them now no i mean they're they're, they're definitely wait
0: i just i just heard a little bit of a buzzing but that that was it um wow um so let's jump into it so you had a tourney on sunday where you did a little fishing a little fishing just a little fishing (laughs) (laughs) what you want to give me a brief update on that i know you kind of went into it yesterday as i was telling you the uh, the story we'll get into uh after
1: well it it was a slow day it was extremely hot Uh, i think it felt like 105 degrees um ungodly hot i caught a couple fish but in the process i also broke my chatterbait rod expensive rod kind of my fault got snagged and People who fish, when you get snagged sometimes, you'll, you'll go to where you're snagged and you'll reel in and put the rod tip in the water and knock the, the bait off, you know. And I went to do that, and I don't know what the hell is in the water. It felt like, almost felt like an anchor. It was metal of some sort. And just by doing that, it snapped my tip. Oof. Besides that, I mean, it was it was good. I caught, I caught a good-sized one. Um, just slow day, very hot. Um, Fish are kind of in transition from that that crazy spawn time to post spawn. Um, the weights have definitely gone down on the bay a little bit here recently, from winning bags around twenty two to twenty four pounds to a, a good bag right now. The past two weekends has been about seventeen. Um, the day before was uh, the Mike, the Ike Foundation's Pro Am Tour out there pro amateur tournament oh yeah yeah i did see that yeah mike yeah and um i think the winning weight for that was like 17 and some change um and that was pretty close to what i think our winning weight was 17 um and there was also another tournament too while we were going on and it was the same thing about 17 pounds um but uh, tough day uh I-, I did okay finished seventh uh, not my best showing but eh, oh well you know, next oh. week I have South Carolina, Clarks Hill um, for the BFL, the South Carolina Division, where I think I'm currently sitting like 12 overall. Ah, I'm not sure I gotta look. I- I'm right there at the top 10 out of a, a lot of people. So um, next Sunday is kind of a big deal for me. So that's that's kind of where my my head's at.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. That's, that's awesome. Um, I, yeah, I, <laughs> it's um, fishing, fishing has been rough, uh, yesterday too. So we went to, you know, I, I, I played hooky trying to use up some PTO before the end of the year. So I took a vacation day and, um, you know, did what we did last summer, which is, uh, me and a, a buddy of mine and a friend of his, do a float trip down the delaware river um the good folks at chamberlain canoes um you know we've been using them for quite some time now uh you know they basically drop you off in a in a kayak canoe raft whatever it is you ha- want uh, you can sometimes bring your own canoes kayaks whatever they'll drop you off and pick you up when you're ready to be picked up we opted for um somewhat of a shorter trip than we did a couple times last year um, the mileage, I actually do not know, but basically they drop you off at the Delaware water gap and then they bring you, um, you float down river and fish as you go. Um, last year, obviously, I don't think it's been since August, like middle of August, maybe. And we crushed it. I mean, this kid, last, that kid guy last year, one of the trips, we had this spot, we call, call it our honey hole. He caught almost 28 fish in the span of an hour and this hole alone. Like it was just super productive. Wow. Um and we get we get the river, you know, I first time seeing the Delaware up close and personal in in some time. And um it was high. It was fast. It was murky. I didn't bring my fly rod like I did all last year. I promised him that I would bring my my bass rod this time and and make make my way around that. So you know I, I wanted to take my take my chances with, uh, you know, figure finesse fishing, right? Was the, yeah. was the ticket regardless. Right. Um, try and keep the number of things that you bring to a minimum when doing these float trips.
1: Yeah, Cause they're smaller yeah. and- they're smaller kayaks. I saw you guys had,
0: yeah. They're small, man. They're really small, tight. Like I had my, you know, my bag between my knees basically. And um, you know, my rod when you're kicking off is like basically hanging off the boat um, and you're drifting the whole time. You don't have an anchor system. You don't have anything. There's some spots that are very rapid. I have took GoPro video. Um, so I'm going to I'll post some of that, but you know, it was, it was a rough a rough river ride, man. And, uh, nothing, the first half of the trip, we got to the honey hole and I was the only one to have a hit there, but, um, just the river was moving too fast. Didn't have enough weights, I would say, or heavy enough weights. Um, so I switched it up a little bit. So you had recommended this lower, which I will not, I will not name here. And, uh, I was casting that out a little bit and we decided to continue floating down the river. And I get to this hole and I said, you know what, let me change it up a little bit, right? It was just kind of fishing to the shore, you know, fishing the structure. There were some overhanging trees, the, all the places that looked super bassy, um, even some spots that had some mist coming off of it. So it looked great, like really bass friendly um, and nothing, not a bite. So I start casting into this hole and floating down the middle of the river and something hit that lure like a bat out of hell my my tip was bent beyond anything i could ever begin to explain to you and it hit like a freight train it was running for yeah. probably 2 3 minutes it wasn't even the video that i sent you this first one joe and i don't and drag. Drag.
1: Yeah. it rip was
0: ripping ripping and, rip and drag i didn't even know what to do i'm like holy like i think i have a muskie on like that's my initial response is, this is not a bass it could be a shad, right? Maybe there was dead shad all over the river. So maybe they were still around, but not. I didn't think that a shad would hit like this, right? Like it felt like a muskie and I was pretty, I'm, I'm putting my money on it. It was a muskie.
1: I was going say, I don't think shad are that huge, are they?
0: I don't think so, but supposedly they fight. Now, remember, I said a few episodes ago that the shad are called the poor man's tarpon. So, true, true. Maybe, maybe. But but I don't know I I, you know I didn't see it Um, it wound up snapping the line like uh, maybe like five yards into the line just snapped and like I I messed that up I should have let it just run and tire itself out and um, I just you know you're floating down the river I'm not really you know controlling the boat at any point
1: Um,
0: just had to you know get my hands on the paddle again and get myself into a position out of the way of rocks and I, I, I
1: I I lost. No, it's it's tough. I mean, it was really the first hot, hot snap down here and up there. I mean, it was really hot, hot, and uh, that, that could have played into the fish not being as active either. I mean, because basically, like we said before, it went from winter to summer and it happened real fast. Um, it's hot today. I mean, it's, it feels like August. I mean, Saturday, you went humid, Tuesday, humid. yeah. Tuesday it was the same thing. It was like a hundred degrees up there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was
0: it was a hot day. And, and you know, we had to rush. We had to rush. I'm hearing a little bit of You're feedback, a... Joe. I don't know why. Hold on one second. Is that me? It might be Is the that me? maybe. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So you know That's I the dog looking the
1: microphone.
0: Okay. So That's I nice. I had, you know, we were trying to race the storm you know we were had storms incoming um violent thunderstorms they were calling for about one o'clock in the afternoon so we got on the river at 9 a.m the goal was to be at the exit of the river at noon um you know that meant us paddling i think it's four miles really um you know doing the four miles in you know a few short hours um doesn't leave a lot of time for stopping to fish which we we typically do you pull off and fish there was really no bank for us to even pull off on Um, it was just that high. Um, But, you know, I can't stress this enough. And like, if you find your way on a river, any river, and you are doing any kind of activities out there, always wear your life vest, right? Like, it's, it's one of those things that kind of, um, it's been ingrained in me since I was a little kid, right? Like you wear a life vest regardless. Like I can swim. But Last thing I want to be doing is being tossed from my kayak, canoe, boat, whatever, and struggling to, number one, save my bag, which was my, you know, my little, uh, my little tackle box bag that has my wallet, my keys and everything in it, my cell phone, my GoPro, my and everything else on top of trying to save my life. So right. take yourself out of the equation wear a life vest and um, pay attention. So like I... We lost three muskies at the end of the day yesterday. And it was so important to me that, like, more important than catching the fish was not getting into a position where I could put myself in danger. And as you're floating down the river, um, you come across rocks, and the river was high. I, usually you can see where the rocks are. Midsummer, you know, it's low. So you could see where the rocks are. Now you can't, you got to pay attention. You got to look for those boils, you know, on the surface. And, and of course there's spots that are pretty, you know, this time of year, high class rapids that people love to run. And um, if you're not paying attention, you could put yourself into danger real quick. And um, I didn't want that to happen. And I, you know, I was musky fishing upstream and my buddies were downstream a little bit. And uh, I got a text message from one of them saying, you know, Oh crap. I just, you know, I ate it, uh, you know, I was what the heck. So I reeled in as quickly as I could. And I got down to where they were. I could see them maybe about a mile down river, um, down towards the last grouping of big rapids. And these are the rapids I hate going through, but you know, is what it is. I get down there and I'm like, what the heck happened? Dude bailed out of the kayak. He caught a fish bailed out of the kayak because he hit a rock and the kayak flipped. Had a complete yard sale. Like his tackle box went flying, his cooler went flying with his keys and wallet in it. His line and his rod went flying out and were gone because it was still connected to the fish. Um, he lost the seat to his to his um to his kayak. He brings like this padded seat. Everything went flying out of the freaking kayak and downstream, and he's getting slammed, banged up against the rocks. He's saying. Um, And he luckily was okay. Right. Like like more than anything, like stuff can be replaced. You cannot be replaced. And he, you know, was bleeding a little bit and luckily he lost a shoe. He lost the shoe. (laughs) Like one of his like keen sandals went flying off him. like, like, like legit. (laughs) And I can laugh about it because he's okay.
1: You know, he ate it hard yeah i mean he ate hard he ate it hard and you aren't know, those he, keen sandals like strapped to your feet
0: they're strapped to your feet man so that right. should tell you everything you need to know about what happened and you know like you're supposed to and they tell you you need to be wearing your life vest you know the dangers and perils of you know the the river the river has currents man like different currents and you know it's it's pretty gnarly man like when i was fishing like you could see like you would cast out and i'd be floating in one section at one speed and my line would be floating a completely different speed like 10 feet away from me like ripping past me so you can get into danger real quick on that river or any river for that matter and uh, he's lucky he walked away pretty unscathed now (laughs) good news is, is, you know, we recovered his buddy was downstream from him a little bit, um, was able to get his um, bag that had his keys and his wallet in it. Um, his rod and reel completely gone. He was able to get his sandal somehow found it floating <laughs> down, like just past the rapid, right? Um, I am so confused by how he lost his sandal, though. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, this is how I interpret it. And maybe he'll come on and he'll explain it, but like, when he bailed out of the kayak, he hit the ground, right? Okay, it, okay. And it sounds like his foot got twisted up under the rocks. Now, when you bail out oh. in, in a river, right? Like they say to you, you know, go onto your back and point your legs downstream. And that way your legs are elevated. They're not going to get caught. You're not going to get tumbled under things or trapped or that's how you have shallow water drownings Is people get you right, know, limbs trapped. caught underwater. Right. Um But this all happened so quickly that, like, he basically, it sounds like he tumbled, like, held on to the kayak with his hands. It just kind of, like, went over the falls and, like, kind of tumbled and whatnot. And everything bailed out of the kayak itself. And, you know, he went under and over and under and over. And to complicate things, it sounds like he was in the midst of, like, telling us that thunder was coming. Because I heard thunder and lightning coming down the river. So he's texting us. As he catches a fish, as his kayak is crashing, so his phone was completely fine. It went under. The guy, I think he was on the phone actually with the other guy, and he says the other guy goes, "All I hear was, yeah, hey son, like underwater talking on the phone." And you know, once again, all laugh because he's because he's okay, beat up but okay, and. You know, he was kind of pissed. He's like, you know, the rod was a cheap rod. It was a cheap reel. It was what he uses for this uh, kayaking trip. And, um, but he was more pissed about his tackle. So he had uh, a small little tackle box and the tackle box um, was just one of those clear plastic that you get like a hardware store or whatever.
1: And he's like, oh, it had
0: so much hardware and it probably sank. So, um, he's just like, I'm kind of bummed about that, but I'm happy. I got my wallet happy. I got my keys. You know, hacker doesn't have to drive us home to Jersey city or wherever. Right. <laughs> and then back like, and then back. Right. Like, uh, like we're good to go. All right. And I'm, I'm relatively unscathed. A couple couples, you know, scrapes and bruises. Right. So, you know, he's pretty shaken up and, and, rightfully so, but we're laughing about it. And I said, well, at least you didn't miss three muskies. Right. Like I'm telling him my stories I'm try and what i trying to make him feel a little bit better um so it starts lightning and thundering on the horizon um up towards the gap so north of us and we're like let's hightail it the heck out of here right and like, like get get back to shore as quickly as possible call the guys so, so i'm paddling my ass off we're talking and um he finds his seat floating on the side of the river like it had slashed up against some of the rocks like downstream from where it
1: happened oh man and,
0: and so he's like oh great so now all he's missing is his tackle box and his rod and reel <laughs> I get to the, the bridge, uh, I guess it's Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania. I think it's Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania is where we get out of the water. And um, I'm like paddling, I'm way ahead of them. And I'm like freaking booking it, like doing my thing. And I look in the water. I'm like, man, there's so much debris in this freaking water today. Like, what is this? So I go paddle over to it and it's this tackle box, like literally right by the exit of the water, just floating there. And I was like, Mark, I got your tackle box, man.
1: Man, he lucked out on that one. Yeah, he's he, lucky he didn't went, bring all his tackle with him and he only had like uh, one little. I've heard stories of people losing thousands of dollars of tackles, like float trips, and boop, there it goes. You know, that, that would be no good. That would be a heartbreaker. You no, know, I, I know how much tackle I have, and I, I have a lot, but not compared to some of these guys. If I lost it all, I oh my God, I would be devastated. Devastated. I,
0: I couldn't imagine. I, I, I'm going to say devastated.
1: That.
0: Yeah, uh, wholeheartedly devastated.
1: That's not. Yeah, I mean the reason I broke my rod tip is because I was trying to get back a nineteen dollar chatterbait. If you know, if I just would have let the nineteen dollars go, I wouldn't have been out a hundred. I don't know what did the rod cost me? Like 180 hundred eighty. <laughs> so maybe I should have cut the chatterbait and just. Oh, live to fight another day. Yeah, you do live to fight another day. Um, yeah, but something like that happening is once one in a million. Like what happened with me—that one in a million. I, I guess I could try for a warranty.
0: Well, even for him, I mean, it was one in a—it was one in a million, right? Like we we've been on the river and, and so many times, and you know, I get. Don always says to me like when I go out on canoe fishing by myself and I'm like walking or when I'm like walking out the door she's like please be careful like you're going by yourself like don't take unnecessary risks and I I really take heart to that because it's true if you're like even hiking in the woods like uh, one of our, one of our cousins used to say he would go hiking in the woods by himself and and go fishing on days that I couldn't go with him and it would be like you got to be careful, man. Like, like I'm all for doing things by myself and I do things by myself, but I do not take risks to the sense of like, put myself, you know, my limbs at risk, right? My life at risk. It's just not worth it. Um, So like when I get close to these rapids on this river, I I stop fishing. I I take my my rod out of the water, my lure out of the water, and and I cruise through the rapids. And I'm sure I miss fish because of it, right? Like there are some nice holes in there that are kind of sitting between the rapids that probably are amazing little holes for fishing. But I, I'm number one. I'm not, I'm not confident enough on a kayak. I got to be honest. I'm not confident enough on my canoe that I've been fishing
1: all this time on. Um, From that video you sent me, I mean, they look really tight and small. They uh the kayaks definitely look a little smaller. They're like the ones where your feet like fit in them, correct? Yeah, you go you go into the like the little cubby, so to speak. Yeah. Oh huh. yeah, that's tight. I mean, definitely being out there by yourself on a canoe or kayak or, it, it can be dangerous because if you go in, there's nobody around you.
0: No, you know. And in a day like yesterday, there was no one on the water. I mean, we're at the cusp of like the end of the school year. I mean, in like next week, I'm sure people start doing midweek river trips. But also people weren't going out on the river because we had pending thunderstorms. So it was like we knew we were keeping track. I mean, I was constantly looking at my phone and looking at the weather and saying, Okay, do I need to hightail it the hell out of here? Or like, you know, if a storm comes, what was I gonna do? I was gonna pull over the best I could, get the kayak out of the river, and you know make myself as small as possible on the shoreline and then wait till it passes. Um, but we got out of the water just in the nick of time. It was um, you, like the thunder and lightning was coming. You could hear it. Some crazy Pennsylvanian comes, <laughs> comes wandering <laughs> down to us. We're waiting for the, for the van to come pick us up. And he's, he's wearing a pair of like Timberland boots, a pair of um jean shorts and a t-shirt. Um, he had it all I, going on. He had it all going on. He was, you know, you're, what you would expect from Pennsylvania, and he's like he's like out oh. he's like well, will you boys go fishing i'm like yeah man he's like okay and he goes and jumps in the water with his jean shorts on and his boots on i'm like what the hell is going on <laughs> here It's like thunder and lightning like are you okay man you having a day like do you need help yeah.
1: Yeah, that's I'm a little good. out there. I mean, good, I can man. understand jean shorts with the boots off, but the boots on would make me a little <laughs> worried. <there. laughs> he might have been ending it all. I mean, not picking on anybody or making no. Fun of he them. got, he got, <laughs> he
0: was fine. But you know, like it, it was funny. But like, we got into the van, and it was like we drove maybe five minutes up the road back to their headquarters. And it was like the wind was hitting and the trees yeah. were bending and it was thundering and lightning all around us. It, I mean, it was wild. Um, so. Yeah. I've, was, been uh, stuck out. Crazy. I've been stuck out.
1: I've been out in the water when we got in those storms and we just kind of were out there and just had to deal with it and just,
0: well, what do you do? Like you, like you, you were out on a tournament last year, right? When it hit like that.
1: I've been out like several times. Um, Last year, there was a real bad one. We were out there, and I, I swear there was water spouts. <laughs> um, it, it was bad, and uh, sometimes if you find somebody that has, like, a dock with covering, you know, you, you had there, but where we were, I mean, there really wasn't much else we could do but just keep fishing. <laughs> I, I mean, so we just kind of wrote it out. Um, and then again last year, same body of water, It was a different tournament series um this storm came up the susquehanna thunderstorm and and just rode it out there wasn't a lot of place to find cover so we just rode it out and that was the one tournament i did not have my rain jacket with me and uh because they were calling for zero percent chance of any rain so even though it was like 90 degrees temperature dropped to 70 and i got soaked for about 30 minutes and froze for about 50 minutes but you just kind of got to ride it out um there's certain times there was real bad. I guess you, you got to go, uh, what was it, The tournament two or three weeks ago on the Bay. Mm-hmm. A real bad storm blew in with hail, like uh, huge hail and thunder and lightning. It was, it was bad. Um, luckily, we were all coming in for Wayne at that time. But, you know, we were still, we were docking when that storm hit. And it, it, was, it was pretty nuts. I wouldn't have liked to have been out there for that one. But... Yeah, like I said, somebody's a waterist that has lots of, you know, these lakes that have people that have their houses on them with with their docks that are covered. Sometimes they'll run for there and and hide or they'll try to find a bridge and go take cover under a bridge. Other times you just got to hope that uh, the lightning doesn't find you, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not. I'm not a big fan of lightning. That's one thing I do not like but uh it, it can definitely be scary
0: i yeah, wouldn't want I, to be doing it
1: on the, yeah no, no no
0: no 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 i i've i you know it, they said that uh what was it monday uh they had a group out there these like freshmen in college maybe like high school age kids and they they took basically they knew that there was a storm coming and the the organization told them that there was a storm coming and said like hey just an fyi like at this time this is you know we're set to have thunderstorms so either you be back at the like the exit from the river where we can pick you up you just call us you know before that but if you're stuck on the river when it happens you get off the river right like find shelter you know you know don't be on your kayak or whatever it was they were doing and um you know it, it was supposed to be a pretty quick storm so if that happens it's no real need for you to call us like just, you know, you can, once the storms passed like that should be it for the day. You know, you can get back out on the river and enjoy it. Um, but we recommend you hurry up and finish your, your river trip. Uh, it get off the river before that. That's our recommendation. You know, you signed your, you're right. Signed your papers. Like, you know, you we're, doing your our, due, <laughs> right, we're doing your due diligence. You're good to go. Um, and they said that they wind up calling them because they were stuck. Um, they were stuck on the, on the river and uh, they called and were freaking out because of lightning and thunder and rain. They like pulled up onto someone's yard. So they were far enough down river where there were houses and they were like basically seeking shelter under like a deck or something like that. And they came and and rescued them. And
1: uh, yeah, it was like, I I know I, I watch a couple of those guys who uh, on YouTube who kayak bass fish, like, like the KBF trails and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, there was one guy He was out in the Delta one time and a real bad storm pulled up and he was on a kayak. Uh, he docked at the people's house and went up onto their porch and the people were cool with it. I mean, they understood like, yeah, you got to get out of it, but he went up there on the porch and he waited it out about 45 minutes to an hour. But sometimes you just gotta, you know, get off and <laughs> protect yourself. It's not oh, worth it. It is not worth it, man. Um, and and it's
0: you know with anything I think we always preach that right safety first with outdoors, uh, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Um,
1: yeah, and- if you ever fall in a rapid, keep your feet up. You want to put your feet up. You want to float on your back, feet up. You don't want to be like dangling down because you can't see what's underneath you and, and that water that that could grab a hold of your feet and pull you under. I, I remember we took a white water rafting trip up in the Maine one time, and uh, that was their big advice. When you, if you go in, you know, stay on your back. Keep those feet up so nothing can get those feet and pull and tug you under. So, that, you know, always kind of keep that in mind. Always,
0: always great advice. And, um, you know, be mindful of your surroundings. Be mindful of weather. Uh, make sure you have the right stuff. I mean, it was hot yesterday. So, yeah, I drank, yeah. I think, four bottles of water.
1: Yeah, you got to keep hydrated. I, I make the mistake of.
0: I got to stop you for a second here. So I'm, I'm sitting in my kitchen today because you know I have the air on down here, and I was tired of sitting in my office, and I'm looking out my have these beautiful bay windows, or they're called garden windows in my kitchen, and we've been. You know, Obviously, I, we talk about it. I, I feed the squirrels, and now the blue jay comes around. So the blue jay just flies up, lands on the window here, stares at me, and then flies down on the ground because he wants to tell me it's time for him to eat.
1: <laughs> it's time for you to feed those animals. Time for me to feed those You're animals. You're going to have a whole like arc of animals in your patio by the time it's all said and done. Hey, you know, I, I just hope in my time of need, like that meme
0: with the uh, squirrel, you ever see it, where he's holding the sword, it says, in my yeah. time of need, the squirrels that I swerved to, you know, save their lives come to my rescue. Well, I, I hope they yep. God one, one time, some point in the future, if I need them, they will come to my assistance. That would be joke, funny,
1: but it would be funny as heck if it's true. <laughs> Especially if you called it on GoPro. Oh my gosh, right? Oh. Like yeah. somebody, something happens and they come to your defend you all the squirrels and blue jays they start calling you cinderella or something
0: something like that right like uh saint francis that's what april calls saint francis sister. yeah oh wow man now when we got the doves over here the grackles are
1: here like the, i pull <laughs> well see i got the cicadas floating upside down in the pool because like, you know I, can you see how big its wig is Dude, that thing is nuts. And for those of you who
0: need to need to know, how big would you say that is? Like two quarters, three quarters?
1: It's probably, probably two inches long, the wingspan when it's out. Yeah. I mean here. There well, now it's all closed up.
0: Ugly things, is, aren't they? That's an ugly, ugly SOB, brother. And they
1: fly into you and get stuck on you. It's like I said,
0: again, flew into Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, the leader of the free world. Cicadas do not care. Remember the Honey Badger video? Honey Badger, yep. don't give up. Yeah.
1: cicadas well, don't they, give up. They don't hurt you. They don't do anything. The worst thing that happens is sometimes you don't realize you have them on you. And they will oh, get in the yeah. car or something. It'll be on your shoulder. and It'll make that yeah. noise, like right in your ear, like, <laughs> it'll scare the <laughs> crap out of you. Well, <laughs> I mean, this tree I'm looking at right now in front of me probably has what well, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, remember. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I mean, I'm gonna be accountable. The past three weeks on the, on this podcast, I think we've spent probably a good 30 minutes total speaking about cicadas, which is absolutely hysterical. Um well, they, they only come once every 17 years. And it's funny. Last time we're they were about... here was uh Riley was being born. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. That's my nuts, daughter. Man. That's crazy, freaking nuts. They're just annoying. Well, like you forget about them, you always wonder they come back, and they come back. They're like I want them to go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's wrap it up, Joe. Um, what do you got going on for this weekend? Anything good? Nothing exciting. Tournament next week. Um, I was debating whether or not to the enter there at Clarksville, but okay. um, it it would be a little bit too much this weekend because I'm going down there next weekend. Um. I might enter a tournament here this weekend, if do not, it. just do some fun fishing. But yeah, next next, not this weekend. The final weekend is the big one. So keep them keeping my fingers crossed for you, man, and not on
0: tight lines. We'll talk before then. Yeah, we'll talk um, talk a little then. bit about strategy and kind of what your thoughts are going into it and what your preparations are. And um yep. We will wrap it up there. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Hacker Outdoors podcast. Again, this is Michael Hacker, the host of the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Joey McCormick. Um, We hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy what you heard, please give us a like, a thumbs up. Um, a comment, whatever it is like to do on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, check us out on YouTube, you have some videos on there. Joe's supposed to be getting his GoPro somewhat soon, I think,
1: next trip down to South Carolina. Uh, ah, we're yeah, not even going to get into it.
0: Ah. <laughs> um, but, I
1: need one desperately. Yeah, well, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll get there and, um, you know, look for some new videos. I did post uh, today, Wednesday, June 9th, a snippet from the YouTube video. Uh, from Lake George. I hope you like that. Um, and I do have some video from the float trip. No fish were seen except for dead shad. So uh, that's all we got, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great a weekend. A lot of dead shad.
1: <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.